we go. Episode 75, no laugh track. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music uh, once again there at the beginning. Uh, check them out on Facebook. And like us on Facebook if you haven't If you haven't yet. No laugh tracks on Twitter, on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in to the... Last week I wasn't here, so we, re, uh, we threw up an old one that hadn't uh, aired yet with Jimmy Pardo, one of my favorites. So uh, thank you to everybody listening to that if you haven't. It's a good one. It's Pardo. Has to be good. But right now, most importantly, she's back from episode 39. Begged to be back. I mean, I begged her begged, to be back. Begged to be back. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's Jackie Cation. Hello. From 39 to episode 75. That's it. You've been cranking them out. Yeah. Nice work. Nice I know. work. I know. Thank you. Thank it's, you. Uh, and I'm just featuring this week. I'm, uh, I'm working on all my new stuff with Maria Bamford. It's the Maria Bamford week. She doesn't need to do any of this. Uh, it's all working out for her. She sold out every show a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And, I, just, uh, I was just told every show sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Week. That's great. Crazy. It's because uh, she's amazing. She's the best working comic today, in my opinion. But that's um, that's it, it's so subjective. <laughs> People are like... No, I think I think Nick DiPolo is. Do you? Do you really? Well, <laughs> good for you. All right. And uh yeah, it's uh but I'm I'm always psyched to be here. It's my home club. Yeah. My comedy company, Jackie Cation. Maria's uh she's still one of my favorites. It's sure. been a few years. I don't know if I'm able to make it down this week. Right. Well, I don't have a ticket yet. So well, I'm right. You'll have to do some in. lurking in the back. Yeah. And uh, for as long as you can lurk and not get in the way of the peoples. <laughs> exactly. People have accused me of being good at lurking, which isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. No worries. I think <laughs> I think lurking. That's you know. What are you going to do? I think by nature that's negative. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I'm coming back next month, though. Yeah. December uh, 26, 27, 28. I'm doing the week in between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I think Pete Lee's doing New Year's, right? He's, yes, he's, he's here. Doing, yep. Yep, that's he's here awesome. That yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Austin uh, doing uh, Cap City. Rich Miller, another Minneapolis uh-huh. connection. Uh-huh. Um, I'm doing uh, Cap City New Year's Eve. and uh, But here I'll be the week before New Year's Eve, and I'm doing a DVD. I'm going to record a DVD and a new album and uh, here at the Acme. And Which is, is where I've recorded every album. Oh, okay. And this is the first DVD? This is the first DVD. This is the first time, you know, it's uh, it'll be fine. A lot of people would lose weight to record a DVD. Not <laughs> me. Not me. And somebody, I was like, you know, if you know a way I can lose 50 pounds in a, in a month, don't tell me. Because <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because it I'm, probably won't be easy. I, and, I'm not, and it's going to be horrifying. They're like, well, you eat nine X-Lax a day, <sighs> and then all you do is drink olive oil. And you're like... What's happening? Because that's not happening. No. I don't know. I don't know if you. Is there a sandwich in there? Because that's uh, that's what I'm really going to want to do. Yeah. If you do that, you don't leave the house. <laughs> no, no. Because what you do is you end up pooing away all of your weight, <laughs> and then. But then the thing is, is, if I lost 50 pounds in a month, my skin would hang upon me, oh. in also a non-attractive way, right? <laughs> because you know the aging process would become very clear <laughs> very quickly, and then I'd have to go get plastic surgery, have them tuck away all this extra skin, and then God knows, uh, January one. I just start eating again, and well, then I yeah. gain that back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to look normal, people. Uh, my, my condolences to everyone who is hoping uh, for me to look like Aisha Tyler, who's <laughs> very beautiful. Wait, black? And black. Oh, okay. And yes, I would also, if I lost 50 pounds, I would become black. A lot of people don't know this, but if you lose a lot of weight in a month, uh, you change <laughs> your race. Last time I did it, I was Chinese. <laughs> and I said to myself, how are my math skills? Huh? Anybody? Hey, math. That's a math Just joke. halfway there. All right. 
I uh, you just reminded me of I got sucked into watching an episode of uh, some TV show that Snooki is on right now. Not the dancing one, but like her okay. MTV show. Yeah, and she uh, I don't know what her diet is, but she admitted to sharding. Did she? Yeah. Well, she's a classy lady. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, you know what? Now she's a mother. Now this show is you know based around being her being a, being a mother. Here's my thing, though. Mm-hmm. Once you're a mother. All bodily functions kind of uh, become, you could talk about them. Because mm-hmm. you're constantly being pooped on and thrown up at, and, and somebody's constantly grabbing at you. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, I guess. Uh, and so that might have just opened it up yeah, for that's her a to good discuss. Point. That's a good point. <laughs> like previously, she might not. I'm not saying that Snooky is a classy lady ever, and she might have been discussing sharding early in her life. Yeah. But I didn't know. The, all the new words, uh, grammication uh, doesn't approve. No. Uh, no, because here's the thing. And people are like, well, you're starting, because I'm starting to grow into the age where I can be all, I can say things like grammication doesn't approve. Mm-hmm. But previously I didn't approve. Mm-hmm. When I was 16, I didn't want to hear about some new word for muffin top. Mm-mm. And I was like, never like that is one. that that thing where everybody's fat and then it hangs over? And then people who are super skinny refer to having a muffin top. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> stop calling it that. And st- just shut up. And cutesy. I, too, too cutesy. It. And it doesn't, it doesn't, but it's incredible. It isn't cutesy. I mean, I think what they were trying to do was make it cutesy. Yeah. But it just made it super graphic. And it was like a way to, it was, because the thing is, is you get, once you're explained what that is, and stand up comedy is full of, uh, Horrible images that I cannot scrub out of my brain. Uh, yes. Probably 17 years ago, I heard a comic tell a joke about a pearl necklace, yeah. which is when a man jerks off on your chest. Yeah. And, what? Um, yeah. And I did not know what that was, uh-huh. and then I didn't know that it had a name. Yeah. And Because all of my sexual relations, going to go out on a limb, too much info for you, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, there's some... There's some Exchange of classically goods and trained. services. You're classically yeah, trained. I think I'm classically. I do enjoy that. That's a nice one. Thank you. Yeah, it feels that it isn't. You know, we're not doing it through a hole in a sheet. Uh-uh. Uh, oh. So I mean, we jump around a little bit, but there's nothing. There's no tab A going into slot B, right. for example. <laughs> right. You can keep your slot B to yourself. And kids, <laughs> it counts. It counts as sex. <laughs> You can say it doesn't count because it's going up your poop chute, but uh, it's an intimate moment. <laughs> Let's call all sex. Why don't you redefine that, Bill Clinton, as an intimate moment? Uh, yeah. Because a blowjob uh-huh. is an intimate moment. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, can we talk about, uh, so far, we, in the first four minutes, uh, we have discussed mm-hmm. many, <laughs> many very graphic uh, bodily functions. That's fine. What the hell? That's fine. Let's bring it. <laughs> What else? What else has Jackie not talked about on a podcast? Uh, I have uh, never discussed bodily functions. Uh, I got one for you because mm-hmm. this is new. Maybe you have uh, someplace else. Our my new favorite mayor, Rob Ford, in Toronto. I bet you have. Uh, some I heard thoughts. the who had the greatest. I, I'm loath to quote somebody's tweet without a without a source. Mm-hmm. But it was a reference to Baron Harkonnen. Uh, which is a Dune reference. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know. He said, "When did when did Toronto's mayor? When did they elect Baron Harkonnen to be uh, their 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 mayor?" And Baron Harkonnen, if you remember the movie, he was oh, the guy that barely. floated, and then he had the heart plugs. It was just foul. And uh, so, <laughs> and he's and he's gross. And uh, uh, I do a podcast called The Dork Forest, which is why I have Dune references in my head. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, that that guy. 
I don't understand. I guess if you just admit that you've done something and don't go to the police and turn yourself in, then you they can't just arrest you. Like I could say, I robbed a bank once and the police will not show up and arrest me for robbing a bank. Good point. Um, so I guess if you say, I did crack a bunch of times, the police will not uh, show up and arrest you. Yeah. You have to go to the police station and say, which seems lazy on the part of the police. <laughs> well, uh, they're like, mm, we're working. And uh, so, but <laughs> he knows uh, the way. <laughs> yeah. If he really wants to. And then I did like that. He said recently that he had stopped. He's going to stop drinking. Yes. And because, uh, I mean, that's what you say. When, that's what you say when you blame your uh, crack smoking on being in a drunken stupor is that yeah. you then have to say, I'm going to stop drinking. And that'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. How about we use, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's dumb. I, um, it doesn't really set a good example for people, for the children of the today. <laughs> oh, that no. you can just blame a hey, drunken stupor. Yeah. Drunken stupor. Yeah. Yeah. This is my position. And I did some raping. And, uh, <laughs> cause that was, that used to be the, that used to be the excuse for rape was, uh, oh, he was drunk. So yeah. he didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but his penis still worked. So clearly, uh, he wasn't that drunk. <laughs> Cause, uh, liquor dick takes a bit. And that, and, and granted, they also say that once you start drinking, the first thing to go is your judgment. Mm-hmm. That that's like a scientific study that uh, I also cannot cite the source for that, but uh, but I've lived it because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it is the first thing that w- you would go. I'm like, yes, yes, I will drive. Oh, yes, yeah. why wouldn't I drive? Yeah, what is it? It's a reaction that slows down. That slow everything slows down. Uh, uh, so inhibitions. Oh out yeah, the door out the door. Out the door. Then all of a sudden, things now, are happening. Uh, you grew up in. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee, it's little outside factory of Milwaukee. town. Are you paying attention South to Milwaukee? Are you paying attention to your Packers this year? I'm not. No. Uh, wait, I only know through osmosis because if you're from Wisconsin, you get information about the Packers even if you've never cared. <laughs> and uh, something happened. Aaron Rodgers, who is the quarterback, there you go, uh, broke a shoulder blade or something or a collarbone. Collarbone. And then now there's a new guy whose name sounds like Tolkien. Yeah, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. So I've got some information. <laughs> That's close enough. I went to my high school reunion this year, and uh, I'm in the dive bar that uh, that has a fish fry on Fridays where we're, we're having our, our high school reunion. Of course, perfect. And the game is playing, and one of the women I went to high school with and her husband have come to this thing, both in Packer jerseys. Of course. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dress-up event. You were wearing... I was wearing a blouse and a pair of jeans. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, a blouse—that's what—that's what—that's what old people wear. <laughs> but it was a shirt and a pair of jeans, and but it was a nice shirt. Yeah. And uh, she—they were wearing matching. She was wearing a lady Packer jersey, and he was wearing a guy Packer jersey. Oh, she had the pink one. You're saying? No, no. It was just a, it was cut more for ladies. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a women's slimmer cut. cut. Yes, yes, it was more of a mm, mm-hmm. hourglass. Yes. And uh, on the back, each of them had the word Matthews. Right and uh, and I I go into the bar and he's he's she's standing next to him and they're both wearing these matching things that say Matthews and I go who's Matthews and uh, in Wisconsin there was a lot of silence and every person in the bar turned to look at me oh no and I said if you just tell me then I'll know <laughs> there's no reason for you to look for tar and feathers and some sort of pitchfork and fire and uh, <laughs> oh no and they were like oh, he's uh, He's he's on the team, and I was like, no, no, I get that. I assume that your last name is not Matthews. That you have not made these for yourselves. Um, Same jersey number. Is he a receiver? Is he like I know the different positions? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, he's defensive. He's very handsome. And I was like, okay, well, good. Now I know. Yeah. 
And I was like, all right. Beautiful golden locks. That's what I hear. I hear it's very Thor-like. you've probably seen them on a commercial or something. I haven't. I don't watch commercials. No, no. I have a DVR. I do too, but yeah. you still... Yeah, you see an occasional when uh, when Matthews, you know, if you're fast forwarding, but <laughs> that you get a glimpse of Matthews, you're uh, like, stop. He's in the shower washing his hair. Pause. <laughs> Did you see Thor? Did you see the new Thor? No, but I was going to ask you that. Oh I yeah, I saw, I've seen it twice so far, and uh, let me tell you that that Hemsworth, 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 Chris Hemsworth, one of them. He's let himself go, clearly. Yeah, right. From one movie to the next. Yeah. He's only doing 3,000 sit-ups a day. <laughs> He's a very handsome young man. Yeah. That's a good-looking kid. That's an, Yeah, that's not a... Uh, and it's silly funny, too. They did. They really? Kept, they kept the good funny from the first movie. He's not... Uh, this isn't the type of superhero role, like... Um, when Clooney had the, you know, the uh, the nipples, the nipples the... and the ripples. Did you see the first Thor? The, no, I never did. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. it's great. Marvel is on an amazing roll right now with with their superhero movies, as opposed to DC, mm-hmm. which is having some terribles. Uh, the last Batman movie was just a snuff film, and uh, so the Superman movie was essentially it was it was an origin story, you know. So it was. You know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn his own strength that Superman does. Yeah. And so he learned <laughs> to the tune of several million dollars worth of damage or whatever <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that you got to take uh, you got to take the big fights out of town. That's right. <laughs> so that you're knocking over maybe a tree or something. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> And try not to take it to a national forest. Did you like the Superman movie from, you know, like 10 years ago with the... Uh, the Christopher Reeves ones? No, no, no. The oh. You remember those, like, the middle where they tried to... They tried oh, to where, redo where, it again like 10 years ago with the guy from... The kid from Iowa was Superman. Wait, wasn't that the one just no. four years ago where, where... It was several years ago, but I don't think it was as many as 10. But it was one where he looked like Christopher Reeves, yes. that good? Yes, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't um, either. But everybody it, kind of crapped on that yeah, one. Yeah, they crapped on it. And they're crapping on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. The TV show, everyone's like, there's no superheroes. And I was like, if a superhero showed up in a TV show about the regular agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who have all these, just, they have super toys is what they have. They have all this this crap. Yeah. And um, you would, then it wouldn't be about the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. If the Hulk shows up, you pass the ball to the Hulk. <laughs> you don't, you don't let, you know agent ward go in because that's just a guy right. and uh but i do understand i mean there is the biggest problem with with um with agents of shield is uh let's talk about let's talk about some marvel yeah uh, the biggest the problem with agents of shield is that there isn't someone like nathan fillion from firefly who has that kind of charisma who can carry the show the agent colson character he's really likable but he's he's ensemble right mm-hmm. and Firefly was ensemble, but it had Nathan Fillion as that sort of incredibly charismatic, and everybody was charismatic. But he was he was kind of the focal point. Your best bet in Agents of Shield right now is our narrator, who is a, a woman who looks almost exactly like Melissa Milano fifteen oh, years ago. Well, she's very beautiful, and yeah. uh, her 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 character's name is Sky, and she's a hacker. She's an IT hacker kind of lady, and uh, and she has a great deal of of, of stage presence. That I think can carry the show, and every show there's only been six of them, and you got to give Joss Whedon, you know, a season. Oh yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. The man and, has had success. Yeah, he's good at what he does, and and I love the show, and a lot of people don't. They think that it's, I don't know what what they don't like. How are the ratings on that thing? Is it going to stick around? I th- I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, I am told by my loved one, my husband Andy, uh, Andy's like, you gotta you gotta let it go, Jay. It's gonna <laughs> last as long as it lasts. 
and then Joss Whedon will do something else. It'll be fine. He's been reading comic books forever, mm-hmm. and he and he knows how to let things go. He knows how to reboot things. He knows how to just go, well, things are changing. And you think that's because of the comic book? Oh, I know it's because of his comics. Yeah, because he's just like, you know, no. They've what they've done is they've they've retconned all of the stuff, which is to retroactively put in continuity. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's like like the Sentry. Brian Michael Bendis created a superhero in comic books called The Sentry. Mm-hmm. And then he created he wrote a comic book set back in the sixties when the Sentry was there. Well, the Sentry he just invented him. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean the Sentry was hanging out with uh, the Avengers? He was not. He was never hanging out with Wolverine in 1970. It didn't happen. But he's he retconned it into creation of that. And it's gutsy stuff. But no one has ever accused Brian Michael Bendis of not having balls the size of Gibraltar. <laughs> but I think if you read a lot of comic books, you can you you learn how to let go of characters. Because you know they'll always come back. Are you, are you going into the comic book shops with your... Uh Hobby? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dork Forest was sponsored by our comic book shop uh, in November. Uh, wait, October. Earth 2 Comics. Let's plug them here. Yeah, sure. You ever you ever make the Sherman Oaks or Northridge in uh, California? Check, walk in. Tell them you're a fan of the Dork Forest. Get 10% off. Is this the one you've... Have you done live shows at this place? Or is no, a I did a one? Meltdown. Okay. Meltdown Comics. They got an online shop, MeltdownComics.com. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, I love... Comic books are amazing. They're like... They're almost exactly like stand-up comedy in the fact that each comic book can be about anything. Yeah, Stand-up comics can talk about anything, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or don't, they get to talk about, and there's something for everyone, you know? Someone wants to go see Carrot Top. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to go see Maria Bamford. Someone wants to go see me. Almost everyone wants to go see me. I am the golden retriever of stand-up comedy. Uh, I could not. I was going to say some. I well, exactly. I could not be more accessible. <laughs> and uh, so, but the uh, yeah. So, but I love comic books. I love comic books. There's a there a, a fan, a Dork Forest fan, came to one of my last show in New York. I was at the New York Comedy Festival a couple of weeks ago, and he showed up with a couple of comic books. He had done the art. I didn't realize he had done the comic book art, the cover art, rather, because there's two different artists' job in, in a comic book. There's the cover art, and then there's the inside art. Yeah. And uh, and then there's a couple other, but there's like an inker, and there's a, a color colorizer, I guess. They're probably not the word. <laughs> uh, but he had done the cover art for both of these. It was a Doctor Who, and it was a After Archie, I think it was called. After, oh, Archie's Afterlife, I think it's called. Afterlife Archie, and it's where Jughead becomes a zombie. Oh, wow. And... It's hilarious and dark and spooky as all fuck and awesome. Wow. Yeah. And Robert Hack is his name. And Robert Hack uh, did two, and he gave me two different comic books. One is a Doctor Who, it was an anthology of old Doctor Who stories that have been, that he had illustrated. And, uh, and then this afterlife of Archie. And it's so great. So great. Cause you're like, he took the, they took the Archie characters and put them in a zombie universe because they can do whatever they yeah. want. I, I, one of the first comic books, I started reading comic books in like 2004, probably. And um, one of the first ones I picked up was called High Time. Not High Times. That's a, <laughs> hey, hi, I've seen High Times. Dude. And uh, it was called. <laughs> Blood of the Year, man. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but it was written by the guy who did Howard the Duck. And it was about a Columbine kid. It was like a Columbine situation yeah. where a 15-year-old kid goes with his friends. His friends are like, we're going to go shoot up the high school. And he's like, let's do this. And he shows up with all the kids and he's like, no, no, not for real. 
We're not going to really shoot up the high school. So they end up shooting up the high school and killing themselves or getting killed. And he lives and he's made an example. And then they send him to prison for 50 years. Oh, wow. And so as he's 15, tried as, a, as an adult. And then he gets a superpower in in, a, in, in, in prison. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it does. It takes a turn for the supernatural. But they can be like they can be reality short stories. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Persepolis is the story of this woman from Iran. It can be uh, an extrapolated reality series uh, where there's something called Pride of Baghdad, which was uh, a story about in, in Baghdad when the troops first when the U.S. troops first went into Baghdad. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, what asshole opened up the zoo and all the animals from the zoo started wandering around Baghdad. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so the pride of Baghdad supposedly follows the pride of lions that escapes from that zoo. Very sad, very moving and beautifully drawn. And so the art can be amazing. The stories can be weird and about anything. And they can also just be about superheroes. And uh, they can also, uh, Ed Brubaker has a, has a great uh, one-off. If you want to read one thing, it would be Incognito by Ed Brubaker. And it's about a supervillain protection. Uh, it's a su- superhero witness, like it's witness protection, but for supervillains. Ah, I like it. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's all noir and yeah. awesome. He writes a lot of noir. He writes a lot of a lot of awesome noir comic books, but he also did the Captain America run, okay. where he killed Captain America, brought him back to life, brought back the Winter Soldier, which is the new movie, which is Bucky, which is Captain America's sidekick. Okay, you put a nickel in me. I can talk comic books. I know. <laughs> I had I had uh, issue one of a comic called Elf Quest at one point. Wendy Peeney. Look at that. And her husband. Uh, she was on the Dork Forest. Really? Yeah, a very old episode, probably six years ago. But because uh, it was when it was a call in show. And um, ElfQuest, that's pretty awesome stuff. Was it porny? I forget. I never did read ElfQuest. I don't think it was. No, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Uh, Bill Willingham used to do something called Hardwood or something. I don't and know it was that porny. one. <laughs> well, Elf, uh, Bill Willingham writes fables and Jack of Fables. Jack Offables. Uh, but Jeez. here's the thing about Fables is uh, Fables has been ripped off, or has it? Uh, so hardcore Once Upon a Time TV show. Oh. And the Once Upon a Time Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Because Bill Willingham, what he did was he created uh, a world where the Fables came into our world and lived in New York. And, the, and, uh, and it's amazing. But he did not get a big bag of money from ABC. Oops. Oops. Disney. Disney. They do what they can. Why haven't Why haven't I ever got? You mentioned Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Why haven't I ever gotten to Doctor Who? Why haven't I ever gotten into Doctor? You Who? haven't. No, I wa- I watched Tom Baker when I was a kid. Me too, but that's it. And that's it. And I've tried to watch like I'm five episodes into the one from from 2005, the first season on Netflix, and I'm like, no, no, I get it. <laughs> and I sadly, that's where I've left it. But I also, but I watched all of Torchwood, which is blessedly finite. You know, Torchwood is a spinoff of Doctor Who. Oh, okay. And um, there's only three seasons. And each season has, like the first season has six episodes. The second season has 12 episodes. The third season has three episodes. Oh, yeah. Very British. Very British. Yeah. And Sherlock. I can I watched all of Sherlock. Can't wait for the next season of yeah. Sherlock to come out on yeah, yeah. D- DVD. And it's just, I haven't been able to get into Doctor Who. And I want to, but I just haven't. There's a website I buy all these nerdy... Uh, dorky t-shirts off of yeah and they always Which have one? doctor who shirts yeah t fury do you know that? oh one? yeah yeah i know yeah. that one that's a, that's the new biggie that's awesome yeah 
I love that site. But they, you know, they, they'll just have one shirt for a day, and then when it's a Doctor Who one, I never like. Okay, I mu- you know, I must be in some sort of target demographic where I like most of the stuff here. I'm not. I'm missing it. Why am I missing the Doctor Who? And it's like right. four out of seven days a week. I'm probably exaggerating, but <laughs> okay, that's enough. Yeah, I listened back to a little bit of the first uh, time you were on this podcast, oh, yeah. and uh, what did I say? How was I? <laughs> it was good. You were good. <laughs> you were on. And um, plug and play, plug and play, my friend. We uh, we you mentioned we talked about uh, video games just briefly. You said that you and your husband have like the uh, all the consoles. And yeah, stuff. and it's funny because then you during that podcast you asked me if I had heard about the PS4. Yeah, and now it just came out. And it just came Friday. Out. I know it. Yeah, we didn't get one. Uh, didn't. When 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 we got the PS3, he was working on a PS3 game at PlayStation at Sony PlayStation because he's a game designer. And uh, by the way, you you don't get a deal if you work at Sony PlayStation uh, on the PS3 or the game. Uh, you created the game, and uh, nobody in video games uh, seems to get a free game or a free console. In my experience, which huh. uh, seems rude, and uh, but uh, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the current game that I'm waiting for an expansion set on is an iPad game oh. called Middle Management of Justice, hmm. where you uh, are a middle manager and uh, you organize your your superhero team. That's what you do. I played it three times all the way through. The first time I played it, I lost a gig because I played it because I was playing it for six hours in a row. And I didn't answer any of the texts on my on my phone. Oh, my God. And I could have had a show with Bill Burr. No. Oh, that's very sad. Oh, no. I, uh, I ended up picking up another set with him later in life. That's and correct. he seemed unmoved by me. He seemed very polite. But, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be his cup of tea. He's very nice. Yeah, very, yeah, very nice. He's good. Yeah. Wow. Uh... <laughs> Middle management of justice. My double keep, fine. Does it keep track of how many hours you spend? I mean, you just said it six hours. It blessedly does not. It doesn't. It blessedly do like the, does uh, not. Uh, you're 32 a, hours in. Yeah, no. there are plenty, of, plenty of games that do that, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, don't. I don't need. Thank you. <laughs> don't remind me. Right. A friend of mine uh, did a bit. You know Lori Kilmartin? She's been here. Twice on this podcast. Excellent. She has a young son. Mm-hmm. And uh, and her. she did a joke the other night, LoriKilmartin.com, uh, about how her son, her father's very ill and she was very sad about it. And her son comes up to her and says, why are you sad, mom? Are you sad because I'm not playing Minecraft? Yes. Yes, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, there's much of the ills of the world are uh, are because you are not playing enough video games, uh, young man. And uh, oh, the Palestinian situation could be could be resolved if you could just get in some Portal Two. Come on, man! <laughs> bam, bam, bam! Not enough gaming. Not enough gaming. Super fun. Holy crap! So, I have uh, I have five bits of trivia for you that are related to video games. Oh, do you? Yeah. What re- are they? Ready? Mm-hmm. True or false? Mario from Super Super Mario Brothers was originally named Jumpman. Yes. 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 You know that for a fact. I I believe I do. Yes, it's true. It is true. Yeah. Uh, in '81, uh, he was a carpenter, not a plumber. Right. And the makers of the game eventually renamed him Mario because of their who was he named after? Oh, uh, was it their plumber? Their landlord. Their landlord. Let me tell you. Uh, I played the original Mario because I am a million years old. And, In an uh, arcade somewhere. Oh, totally. Madison, Wisconsin, 70 bucks a week in cash from my student loans the first two weeks I went to college until I realized, oh, this is not a good idea. What do you mean 70 bucks? You spent 70 bucks on the game? 
on on yeah on Mario Tempest Donkey Kong uh, Dragon's Lair I think came oh, out that year Dragon's Lair <laughs> yes and it was all it was was a memorization game right yeah and totally. uh, but it was beautiful it was the first laser disc game it was when and people would would uh, would. Would surround you while you're playing oh and would but, be like no no right right because you're right it was just memory yeah basically. but but in but in 95 i mean and people have always and granted it's different now and i will watch someone like i played i watched uh i think my nephew play fallout 3 mm-hmm. because it's fascinating it's like watching somebody play a movie absolutely and uh <laughs> some are right some are and but i remember mortal kombat ultimate mortal kombat was was the current mortal kombat game before the first mortal kombat movie came out mm-hmm. and um i remember watching this guy i was going to the midnight showing of the mortal kombat movie at the Mall of America yeah. in 1996 or 4 or whatever it came out. And so I was at the arcade, which was next to uh, some horrible sports bar yes. and across from the Hooters. America's original sports bar, Jackie. Oh, I'm sorry. That seems unlikely. How could it possibly? <laughs> that was its name. You can call yourself whatever you want. I suppose you can. Uh, I was at I, the chicken place I was at in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago. Claimed to have invented the picnic. Oh, Gutsy stuff. Wow. Anyway, so uh, this guy played the ultimate. He played uh, Mortal Kombat, and yeah. we all watched him. Mm-hmm. There was like 12 of us. Yeah. And then I was going with a friend to see Mortal Kombat, the movie. And I met him, and we went in. And uh, that guy was sitting right in front of me with a bunch of like six of his fans, like his posse. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. And Mortal Kombat, to see the movie Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have. Uh, let me tell you this. It holds up. Mortal Kombat 2 does not. It holds uh, up? Yeah, it holds up as the greatest video game movie ever. I've never seen Tomb Raider, though, and I hear that that's excellent. Uh, yeah, well. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're, yes. But. The outfit, Laura, the Laura, Laura, Laura Croft. Laura Croft? Outfit, yeah. I yeah, mean. well, she's super fox, but, mm-hmm. um, but how does it hold up as a, if you played the game and then saw the movie? That's Good, I liked question. them both. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Liked them both. Mortal Kombat, same. Yeah, Mortal Kombat two not as good, though uh, very funny because it was Ultimate Mortal Kombat. I think was was the game he was playing, or it was Mortal Kombat three. I forget. But um, not, now I'm on. Who are some of the stars of Mortal Kombat? Dun 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 dun. I'll tell you the uh, oh, Jean Claude uh, Van Damme. If I if I were ever oh right? in the movie, yeah, no no no. It was the guy who was Highlander. Oh, uh, uh. he pl- he played Raiden. I thought you meant the characters, and I was like, you know, oh. if I was ever going to get a tattoo, it would have oh, been, uh, and if I were gay, because I think only a gay lady could carry it off, and I would have gotten it in 95, and it would have been of Nighthawk oh, yeah. on my shin. Yeah. Because <laughs> who doesn't want a Native American with a tomahawk that glows green on their, <laughs> on their shin? That'll get you some dates. Uh-huh. Uh, that will not get you any dates. Not with men, I assume. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe with the right man. It's so beautiful. Have you ever been with a man? I can only recommend it. Uh, it's a feeling of fullness. I can only imagine. <laughs> and if it's the right man, a feeling of fulfillment. Hey! Hey, ladies and germs. I have another question for you. Please do. In real football, each team has 11 players on the field. Oh, do Obviously, I? you know Is that there? because you're a huge football fan. I do not fan. know that. <laughs> <clears throat> That's not the question. The question is, in the original 1988 Tecmo Bowl, do you remember that game? No. It's a, it was a football video game. Oh, I, I had a Coleco. Uh, in '88, uh, did each team only had nine players? So, oh, interesting. True or false? Is I that think true that's true. It is true. They changed it to eleven when Tecmo Super Bowl came out. Oh, there you go. In 1991, they must not have been able to. Um, in '88, yeah. yeah, they didn't have enough RAM. 
There was no way that they had enough. Uh, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah, that's all it right. was. That game was uh, it was amazing uh, because it had the players' real names. It was one. It of was the first, first one. Yeah, it I was think the first so. one that took advantage of, of, of licensing of. Yeah, the... here's the thing about football players. Uh, I can't. It's. It just. I know that they get paid a lot. It doesn't seem enough. For doesn't the brain seem damage, yeah, it doesn't seem enough for the them them being personified on video games without their consent. I mean, it just doesn't seem enough. Yeah, I know it's several million dollars a year, but they're twenty two years old. If I had been given several million dollars, we already knew I had been given thousands of dollars, and I was spending seventy bucks a week. <laughs> I think if I was given several one quarter million at a time, dollars, I would have done so much blow and so many male hookers. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe bought my own eighteen wheeler. No, uh, definitely would have got the tattoo. I would. I totally would have been able to afford the tattoo. <laughs> I might have purchased a jet ski. We don't know. <laughs> uh, just I, I, I just I do uh, yeah. want to say something about that. I know a guy that. Uh, well, we work. I work with him on the uh, KQ Morning Show. He was yeah. a, a, a football football player. He played for the Vikings and the Jets okay. in the seventies. And uh, I just feel, and his health is still. Re- Pretty, Pretty good. good, yeah. Okay, and he's in his fifties or sixties, sixties, yeah. yeah. And uh, he might have been one of the lucky ones. But which you is do, cool. you do. Uh, those guys in that generation did not get paid well, and right? And they they also didn't get hit as hard. Seventies, yeah. They get hit a lot harder now too. That's I'm told. True. That's true. Equipment's better now. But, Equipment's yeah. better, but they get hit harder, and it's and they're fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're ginormous gentlemen, and I've never. You know how there's like those steroid. Scandals in baseball? I've never heard of a steroid scandal in football. Because they don't care. You can they can use them. Oh, is it? Well. Oh, or it's just not addressed. I. Uh, but everybody's clearly on some sort of steroid, right? They gotta be, right? right? They're monsters. Yeah. They're giant. I'm not naming. I'm not saying Clay Matthews of the Green Bay Packers is using. Might possibly. Any. And I'm not saying Paul Ryan date raped me in high school in college. <laughs> I'm just saying he looks like the guy and he's age appropriate. <laughs> Um, so, uh, 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 here we go. The true or false, Jackie, the Atari 2600. Did you have one of those? I didn't. We were poor. Your friend had one though that you spent time. No, that's, I, didn't I didn't have, have any one. friends. I had, go to I had my Asperger's. Friends. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> but what about it? True or false, the Atari 2600 still holds the record for the best selling video game system. No. What do you think is? False. Of course uh, it's not. It is not. And I would have to say uh, n- uh, Nintendo 64 or something. No. no. Is, it a, is it a Nintendo system? No. It is not. No. Then I am total. Is it PS3? No. PS2? Yes. Oh. I would not be surprised. Yeah, PS2 makes sense. But I thought for sure it was one of the early Nintendos mm-hmm. because Nintendo was so amazing for so long. I mean, they're in some trouble these days. Yes, even just because of uh, cell phones and iPads and whatnot. Absolutely. Even I had uh, two. I went through two Nintendos, the original one. I, I, you know, a friend of mine who lives here and her son has never had a gaming system, and she said, "Hey, I found a Game Boy at a at a uh, um, a garage sale that I got for Emmett." And Emmett's seven. He's never played a video game except for at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. You did not buy him the old gray brick. Oh, no. Is it a giant gray brick of a thing? And she's like, yeah. I said, is it black and white? And she goes, yeah. And I said, I have at least two Game Boy Advances and two DSs sitting at my house that 
I'm not playing because I'm playing on my iPad now. Yeah. And so I said, I'll bring him a clam. I'll bring him the Game Boy Advanced and a bunch of games. But the thing about games is that they're all violent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even the puzzly games are violent. So I brought him Pokemon and I said, and she said, is it violent? And I said, they're sparring, which is another word for fighting. But <laughs> they're sparring. And he's seven. He's a seven-year-old boy. He deserves a Game Boy. He doesn't. I mean, you know what? I had a rubber band. Fuck. It's just play with whatever. And he's a good kid, and he plays with whatever's in front of him. But I thought, get him something. And I think seven-year-old boys enjoy watching sparring in Uh, uh, animated form. Yeah. They want to wrestle. They want to wrestle. They want to spar. Yeah. And he's a very, you know, he's been raised uh, to be a very good kid. And he's a reader, and he's a good kid. But he's also a little boy. And little boys like to wrestle. That is, I don't, I, it's a sweeping statement. I'm, take, I'm taking a stand. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Come on, Jackie. Don't I be ridiculous. come back to haunt you. Oh, hilarious. You know, uh, that just reminded me of something. I, there's an uh, acquaintance of mine, and I was wearing uh, a Star Wars t-shirt a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, oh, my, my sons would love your shirt. And I was like, oh, cool. I said, oh, I said they, like they like Star the, Wars? I said, oh, they like the movies? Why don't, we don't watch TV and they've never seen the movies. I'm like, well, how do they know about... How old are they? Uh, what are the age of the children that have not been allowed to watch would, Star Wars? I, Did you call social services I know, I immediately? Think, what was it? I think her oldest is seven. Oh, that's... You know what? Eight? I mean, there's seven? all kinds of things happening in the world that uh, that I am super judgmental about. And uh, without any children, because that's important. Uh, I have 12 nieces and nephews and four great nieces and nephews. Yeah. And... Uh, I got all kinds of opinion about how uh, my siblings should raise their children and their kids should raise their kids. Uh, it's none of my business. I, uh, but I just, I think, you know, there's, it, I just had my childhood, and I'm not saying that they should have my childhood, right? Right. I mean, that's where it all falls apart. You know, I, I wandered uh, South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is probably three miles square um, from the age of, I think, eight until 18, just all I did was do laps around that town. Just go to the lake, go to the library, go to the McDonald's, go to the, you know. Right, right. And just lap, 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 lap. Yeah, yeah. And um, just because you didn't, I didn't want to go home. And um, I'm the youngest of six. So you know what you do when you go home and there's uh, six kids? A lot of people just staring at you. <laughs> and leftovers, expecting, maybe. Expecting you to, well, and. And my stepmother, she was like, she, she came into my life when I was when I was eight, and she was like, "You can go wherever you want. You can do whatever you want. You have to be home by five p.m. for dinner, which was at five thirty, because I've made dinner, and we're all gonna sit down and eat it. Yeah. And uh, and for every minute that you were late, you were grounded a day. Oh, yeah. So if I was ten minutes late, the next ten days I had to come straight home from school. Holy cow! Yeah. And uh, you know what that made you? On time. Yeah, yeah. Learn that lesson fast. I am a, I'm currently the most on time person ever. Wow. And because uh, <laughs> that's what I'm like. <laughs> but she was, you know, she was bossy. But, you know, prior to her coming into our lives, she, uh, there was no structure. She was a great loss to the Austrian army. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she was very much, there was a lot of structure. There were charts. There were graphs. Oh, boy. There were chores. There were systems. and There were, syst- there were checks and balances. Marching? There was uh, there was actually no marching, but Good. one of my favorite things I've been talking about, because she passed away last year, and it was very sad, oh. but um, one of her things was, uh, she was very frugal, because she came into our lives, and she's like, i got to feed these people. There's six kids. How do I feed these people? 
and yet still have some sort of life of my own. And and my dad, who made pretty good money, but you'd have to make like Mel Gibson money to have six kids, Jim Gaffigan money to have six kids. <laughs> right, right. And um, so she would be like, okay. Um, but some of the things made sense, right? Like we once a month we would have powdered milk. Yeah, yeah. It's gross, but we did it. There was always a threat of that in my It was house. always, well, and it would just, it would, she would use a real gallon of milk and she'd stretch it out over right, whatever. Right. And it was, well, there was a lot of Kool-Aid because Kool-Aid's free. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, but there was, one of the things that was ridiculous that she'd ever let us do is we never, we could never use the Yahtzee paper. Oh, We'd use it. We'd make our own graphs, and you're like, "Who are you saving the Yahtzee paper for, Nancy? The Queen? What's going to happen?" And uh, God love her. I mean, she was hard working, the hardest working woman in the world. Did you have to make your own, or did she write out the uh, Yahtzee paper for you? Well, we were all, you know, we we all had motor skills. She was like, "No, just use another." But I'll tell you where that where really messed us up was in Mad Libs. You know, when you're reading a Mad Lib and you got to go to another cheat sheet for the plural noun. You're, you're kidding. That's no. That uh, <laughs> it throws off your timing, and uh, that'll ruin your timing as a child. You never fill the book, though. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's the thing is, you yeah. can keep playing. Yeah. You couldn't because that's she wanted to reuse the Mad Libs. Did you? You know what toy is good for this? Is what? um, etch a sketch. Oh, that would have been perfect. That would have been the perfect Nancy Cation toy. She probably would have loved that, right? She would have loved that business. Yeah. But uh, the th- problem with that sketch has always been that they break almost immediately, and you can't make them do anything. No. And then there's there's people that are really, really good at them, but if you ask them, now how old is that Etch-A-Sketch? They're not telling you this is a 30-year-old Etch-A-Sketch. No. They just bought it this morning. No. Because they break almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, I fucking hate Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> wow. I got an opinion. I'm taking stands, people. Oh. Boys like to wrestle. And uh, Etch-A-Sketch is made out of uh, uh, tears. <laughs> Baby okay. tears. Baby tears. What do you know about Tetris? Did you know? Uh, I love Tetris. D- to the f- point of sitting uh, on the toilet and having <laughs> tiles turn into Tetris. <laughs> That's how much I play Tetris. What, oh else my, you, what do you got? Oh my. <laughs> Haven't you ever that never happened to you? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tetris got its name, true or false, because it's the Russian word for four, and each of the blocks have four sections. I believe that to be true. I know that it was the first Soviet video game, the first popular Soviet video game. Oh, interesting. It's the first video game that came out of the Soviet Union that, uh, that sold. In a capitalist uh, economy, Tetris. Gajillion, what does Tetris really mean? Is not the Call Russian that. word for four. It's the Greek prefix that means four. Okay. But a Russian did create the game. Yep. Look at you. Soviet game. Soviet game. Because it's supposed to be their building and, and and knocking down the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. It's the Berlin Wall, man. I have a Nintendo. Here's the last one. It's on Nintendo. Okay. The company Nintendo has been around for over 100 years. True or false? True. It is and true. It used to it used to make something else. Uh, what did it make? I feel uh, like it uh, made uh, puzzles or something. Well, it made like close. it was a game. It was a yeah. gaming company always. Mm-hmm. Was it Sudoku? Playing cards. Playing cards. Look at that. Look at that. Damn. <laughs> right. You could games, video games, uh, and uh, comic books, uh, Jackie Cation. I know. The thing, you have Damn. a podcast called The Dork Forest. Yeah. You get to learn a lot of things. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, I've interviewed people about things that I could give a hoot about. The True Crime Diary lady. True Crime Diary not, dot net. Michelle McNamara. She's married to Pat Oswalt. And she loves true crime and cold cases. And I was, I, a couple episodes ago, that was her. 
and she's been on three times each year. She's been on once a year. Each year she is uh, has been the last two years. One year top ten episodes of the year, beloved. Yeah. Second year number one episode of the top ten episode, and then this year. We didn't get enough into true crime. Uh, I don't know how she's going to fare this year at the end of the year uh, rankings. Because there were a lot of great episodes. Greg Proops talked about ancient history. Wow. Because you can dork out about anything. Totally. And if, you know, it can be comic books and video games and movies, Mm -hmm. but it can also be bees Mm -hmm. and perfume and traffic court. Uh, Tomorrow's episode is about traffic court. What was the one I was just listening to? uh... Wrestling? The wrestling one where they wouldn't shut up? I had to actually say to them, I'm turning the recorder off oh. at an hour 45. Oh, no. Yeah, because the show goes an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you know much about wrestling? No. No, all I know about wrestling, because I grew up in South Milwaukee, is and and uh, the Crusher lives in South Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew him from when I was a kid, and my grandma always watched the wrestling. Wasn't he a teacher wrestling. or something? Is that, or am I thinking someone else? No, he's else? a wrestler. Yeah. But, yeah. but I don't a think lot he of those had guys job. had like, uh, had you day know, jobs and yeah, stuff? day jobs back then. He might have been. Yeah. Uh, but I, I only watched it on Sundays occasionally with my grandmother, where this isn't going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a war. <laughs> Bloodbath. Baron Von Raschke versus yes. the Greg Gagne and the High Flyers. That's and, right. Uh, so I have, like, that's all the information I have about yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And these guys started in the 70s, and they ended around 93. And they were both like, well, we can come back and talk more. And I was like, yeah. Uh, they've already emailed me going, When? Oh when, boy. when will be? And yeah. I was like, uh, there will be a rotation, and uh, it'll be a minute. Oh boy. So you're good people, uh, but I love you dearly, Mike Schmidt uh, of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast and Andy Peters of Wandertown podcast. Oh, that who was? Yeah, yeah, both of those guys. So They're both think- stand-up comics. Yeah, yeah. They might come here. Uh, anything else in the last, in this past, uh, you know, six months from your show stands out? Um. There's so many great episodes. I wish, you know, I did some live ones. I did one with Janine Garofalo and Marie Bamford, where they we talked about beading, uh, making like necklaces and bracelets, and then they weeded off into a Susie Orman rant that was awesome. Oh wow! Okay. And then I did one with Diva Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa's youngest daughter, Diva. The one that I haven't heard of. Nobody's ever heard of her. She said, and uh, and I met her at some show, and I was like, I do a podcast called The Dork Forest. You got a dorkdom, and she's a photographer. She's a, she uh, photographs rock bands, and she also uh, knits. And so she talked about knitting for an hour. That was awesome. And Judy grew up. Okay, so that, and then that, and then uh, I don't know. I've had so many great ones. You were just on a recent episode with uh, Chris Hardwick. I did the Nerdist, the Nerdist. recently. I, w- I also did something called Crab Feast. Uh, and I did Al Jackson's podcast. Oh, uh, Jay, Jay Larson's Crab Jay, Feast. Yeah, Jay Larson's Crab Feast yeah. with Ryan Stickler. Yeah. Stickler. And then I just did, and Alan Jackson's coming out, I think, today, the second half of that. Alan, what the hell is It's called What What? That's it. And it's him and another guy named Forrest Shaw. Okay. Al Jackson, not Alex Jackson. Alex Jackson, Minneapolis comic, firefighter. Correct. Al Jackson, a Florida middle school teacher for many years. And hilarious stand-up comedy, Al Jackson. Okay. Al Jackson comedy. Go see it. Alan Jackson, country music singer. Different gentleman entirely. Uh, Al Jackson, one of the one of his my favorite jokes of his is he talks about how he used to teach sex ed in mm-hmm. Florida, and he said, "You got a sex ed teacher in your life? Uh, shake that man's hand uh, because he is the last defense between your daughter, your beautiful thirteen-year-old daughter, and the fourteen-year-old boy who wants to sleep with her, yeah. and tells her things like." If you close your eyes, you can't get pregnant. 
And some girl actually said that. She said, so is this true? And he said, what boy told you that? What bo- Tell me that man's name. Tell me that young man's name because I have to go kill that young man because he's going to be the father of at least three. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. kill him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he said, you got to thank that uh, that teacher. That's a, that's a good teacher. Uh, and uh, that I was that teacher. And then, But he's, it's so much better than that. That was just a fascinating story. But he's a great comic, Al Jackson comedy. Perfect. Jackie Cation comedy. Uh, you can go to JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. You can I, go to AcmeComedyCompany.com, I bet. Hell yeah. That'll, get us, that'll get us to, uh, to, to stuff on you, stuff on this podcast. Right, and other comics upcoming. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, yeah, so I'm this week I'm here at Acme. Next week uh, I think I'm home, and then I'm in Sunnyvale, California, where uh, it's all IT. It's all programmers and stuff. And so they get every weird Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, I, have. I bet. They're so great. And then it's, I mean, this is my favorite club, Acme, because right. it's my home club and yep, I love yep. it. And they get everything. But um, I love that. So- it's Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. Rooster Tea Feathers, they answer the phone, cock a doodle doo. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. You get to do whatever you want, it turns out, when you own a comedy club. I guess so. And then uh, I think the week after that is, uh, I don't know, what am I? I think I'm December. Uh, I'm back here. Coming back here. To tape my DVD, which is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. And then New Year's Eve, I'm in uh, Austin, Texas. So come and see me do comedy or say hi. Or yeah, maybe to the we'll, Dork Forest. Exactly. Maybe we'll talk again. Uh, in, in December. In December. If I, if there's a, you got something else to talk about, let's do it. Uh, tons. And then uh, I have one last question. Sure. Hunger Games. Is that your thing or no? Read them. Can't watch the movie. Uh, even though I would... They look really good. Here's the thing about The Hunger. Did you read them? No. Okay. First book, great. Second book, good. Third book, irritatingly revenge porn. Uh, uh, there's a whole genre of revenge porn where you vigilantism and people take justice into their own hands. And I want my heroes to be better people than me. <laughs> good point. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's the kind of books I read. So the first one is this underdog thing that's awesome. The second one, they're no longer the underdogs, but they're you know they're bringing they're making something come together, and it's awesome. The third one, she's like, oh, you know this has got to be well, waterboarding. Sometimes you got to do it, and you're like. Oh, we've parted ways. Oh. Man who did Ender's Game. Uh, did you read Ender's Game? No. Did you, okay. But that, my neighbor's uh, dog is named Ender after that book. It's a great book. And Ender's Shadow is a great book. Uh, Orson Scott Card has lost his tiny lizard mind. And uh, <laughs> he I can't go see the movie. Plus, in the movie, they made the kid like 11 or 12. And in the book, he was six. Hmm. And I'm like, find a six-year-old. They're out there. There are, there are some very smart six-year-olds out there, mm-hmm. and they're playing Minecraft right now. <laughs> and so what you need to do is find that boy and let him act. Yeah. Because it's the great... If you get a chance to read Ender's Game, it'll take about a minute, because it's a light read, like it, and, it, and it just cruises, right? Do you know what uh, a 40-year-old uh, version of Hunger Games is, by the way? No. Ready Player One by Ernie Klein, Ernest Klein. Oh, okay. Klein with a C, Ready Player One. Is a great book and a, and a quick read and awesome set in all of these video games uh, of the of of the eighties movies. Writing, yeah, write down Ready Player I'm One. I'm literally writing that down right now. Ready should, Player One. Ready Player One. Ernest Klein. Perfect. It's so good. I will have read it by the next time I see you. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, because it'll take you about a week because you can skim and go. Oh, I get it, and it's awesome. And a they're going to make a movie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, a week if you're a slow reader. Like I said, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, a week then, for sure. 
Jackie, thank you. Good luck the rest of the week with Maria here. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun.